This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're gonna see some serious Awesome. <laughs> With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Well, just so we can fit all so the words in. 
We, Plus, that's the cool thing to do, right? Use short and everything. Yeah. If that's what everybody else is doing, I want to do the opposite. All right. So I want to draw it out. Right. The Cigar Authority. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> but by all means, you can get everything, including the old shows, whenever you want to hear them. Most of them. Most of them. <laughs> if, if things went right, on thecigarauthority.com. If they went a little bit right, you can get them. There's a couple of missing shows there, and it's not our fault. It would be other people's fault, but they're not there. Well, because we allowed these other people to be with us, it's our fault, I think. Are you calling me out here? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Sometimes it was you. Before, it was Mr. Jonathan who sat in your spot, and I believe he's the one that messed up um, the real good show that was missing the uh, Jesus Fuego show. Was that you? No, that was not me. That was the Ustream.tv that messed that up. Oh, so the I, other ones is Chuck's fault. I didn't. I did not say anything was Chuck's fault. Chuck's my boy. We all felt that. We all felt that we were going with that anyway. <laughs> so this is the first cigar aging room, small batch M356. I'm going to use the Shirking Cutter. That's what I'm going to use to cut it. This is the new cutter that's out there. Something new that finally came out. There's a guillotine cutter, a stray cutter. There's a bullet cutter, the cutter that cuts the little round circle in a cigar. There's V-cuts that cut a V into it. And then the ghost cut. There's the shirking cutter. Ghost cut is a good way to do it. I because like that. It, it's like it never happened. It Yet looks you like can draw through the cigar. I'm going to push the cigar through the shirking cutter. I'm going to not twist. I... Funny story about the not twisting. Because <laughs> yeah, I tell everybody, I, because, I uh, listen, when somebody has a bad cigar, we replace it in the store. Right. And they cut it with the shirkin cutter, and they twist it, and then they say, look, it fell apart. And I say, don't twist. So I have to tell everybody before they do it, because. Well, I saw a picture on Facebook in the uh, Two Guys yeah. Smoke Shop group of the guy irritated that it ruined his cigar. <laughs> because he, he put it in, and he, and he twisted. Doesn't it There's be- something wrong with the cutter. The whole end of the cigar has exploded. <laughs> Uh, no, that's something wrong with the person. It looks like you're supposed to twist it because it's it's got the stripes around the side of it, like yeah. you, like you're supposed to the twist. Slightly it. flawed, the slightly flawed design there. Well, I don't want it to look like it should be twisted. But don't twist. Just don't twist. Shirkin, don't twist cutter. Yes, the uh, ghost cut. Or it looks the like explosive it, cut. So what happens is six blades go across the cigar. You don't even know it's there because it's just a slight cut into it. You uh, bite down just a little bit on the cigar. Just to open it up. Yeah, to open it up. And it's it's uh, it's good, and it's different, and it's new. And uh, this is the new hot product for the year, Shirkin Cutter. Too bad, that, too bad that couldn't be uh, a contender. Yes. And speaking of contenders, we are preparing for the Cigar of the Year. The Contenders for the Cigar of the Year uh, show is next week. And we have seven cigars. It's and really Monday. <laughs> you just can't let it go. Because you lie to everybody. It's, it's not, not next a week. Lie. Next it's week next is week a show. recorded show. The reason, we have to, the reason we have to do that is because people will go to the website wow, to watch the show. Do it. It's it not on. It is on. It will be on. Yeah? It will be on next week. It will be well, on. When anybody is listening next week, they're going to hear the show. But on our website, you're going to get it set up so the no, video talk- plays? Right now, there's... There's like three people driving around listening to the show. <laughs> and they're like, wait, I just got done nurse talk. What is this? Yeah. Why? <laughs> this is the opposite of nurse talk. Oh, my God. Is there anybody listening to the show? There is. There is. There's uh, there's a few. No. The Cigar, the, the cigar Authority has been on a year and a half. We are growing leaps and bounds. We're, we're, with the, we're with um, 
four radio stations. We're on the Internet, and now the Cigar Station, which we know have lots of listeners, so that's good. Yeah, they're in tons of cigar shops. So anyway, and Mr. Jonathan feels like if we're recording a show, he must tell you in advance. Well, I want Rudy to be able to be on the show. Rudy, box. call him. <laughs> call him. So, and he's and they're on the chat box, and you don't even have a computer. You with won't him. let me. You told me not to I set said it don't up have anymore. it on camera. Don't have it on camera. So now I can have it. You can always have it. All right. Who am I to tell you what not to That's do? That's what I thought, but then you said you really didn't want me to have it, so I I put it away. I was trying to make you happy. So Rudy, if you're listening and you're in the chat box looking to, to say something to Mr. Jonathan, he can't hear you because he's not looking. But I you... I can translate for you. Yeah. 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 Is there anybody on the chat box? Oh, of course there is. Oh, okay. we got a loyal listener. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody out there? When Rudy, when Rudy took is your side on, yeah. on the, uh, that battle that we had, what was the battle again? I don't know. We battle every day. What is the battle? Whatever it was. Oh, it was the, the trivia. Uh, no, the, the cutting of the boxes on the, the waning moon. Oh, and uh, Rudy took your oh, side. Oh, yeah, that was one that I was yeah, right you, again you were right. So he, <laughs> he sends me a private message and says, I'm so sorry to have to have taken David's side, but you called me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right, that'll never happen again, Rudy. Oh, my God. So, um, so tune in on Monday between the hours of 11 and 3. We're going to tape a couple of shows. We're going to have the contenders. Yeah, but tune in next week, and the next week's show is the contenders for the Cigar of the Year, for the, for the handful of people that... Listen on the radio. No, for the handful of people that are on the chat box or whatever, because whatever, whatever. You just feel like you got to do it. It just makes me nuts. Uh, 11, 11, 11 is coming up. That it is. So that is the first time uh, in our lifetime. Uh, it will be uh, November 11, 2011. And what we're doing at Two Guys Smoke Shop that day is um, a little special that's going on in the store where we're going to have four dice at each store. You win a turkey? Nope, that's coming up too. Okay. So <laughs> that's coming up. To keep them all all straight. And we're going to talk about that today. I want to talk about all the different wacky events and stuff uh, at your favorite cigar stores and things that you like doing. And maybe somebody's got some ideas and some different things that that uh, happen. And we'll tell you some things we do. But one of the things for eleven, eleven, eleven is we're going to have four dice at the um, at the counter. You make your purchase and then you roll the dice. If you get one, 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 eleven, eleven, you get. Your uh, whatever you purchase, the amount that you purchase, you get it back in a gift certificate free, 100%. If you only get three ones, you get three free cigars. If you get two ones, you get what would you think? I don't know. Two free cigars. Gift certificate to Two Guys Smoke Shop. No, you get two free cigars, and if you get one one, you get one free cigar. All right. Pretty easy, right? Yeah. So that's our little something to do something, because we always want to do a little something, something anyway. So it's 11, 11, 11, and uh, that's what's going on. Also, it's the end of the world. Um, what else? Well, <laughs> Facebook is supposed to have been destroyed today, but... Uh, that today? Yeah, that didn't happen. What? I was on this morning. Okay. It's I was there. there myself. Yeah. Did not get destroyed. Yeah, Facebook is... Well, today's the day. Nothing, huh? Yeah, what, are you, what are you guys talking yep. about? Yep. Facebook. Uh, today's the day. Facebook... Facebook is going to be destroyed. Uh, some guys out there that uh, know how to get in and destroy it were going in, and today was the day, and it didn't happen. As the end of the world, all those end of the world people and stuff. I, I heard one guy. They interviewed one of the guys that um, you know the world was going to end, and um, he said uh, he messed up on the figures, and it's coming up again real soon oh, or God. something. So. Oh God. Yeah. So anyway. That's what that. else are you really going to say when you, the end of the world doesn't happen? You 
paid for all these posters. Everyone's getting ready to drink the Kool-Aid, and it doesn't no, end. I, the day before it does, why don't you give all your money to charity or something or whatever? Yeah. You know, or I, do I, I, us all a favor, kill yourself, yeah. and then we don't have to listen to this again. Dave, you're a business owner. I remember driving down to New York, and there were billboards. Those aren't cheap. Billboards right. all over the place. Yes. End of the world. I mean, how much did this guy dump into that campaign? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, he messed up on the figures, is what he said. He's probably banking on the uh, not having to pay those debts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say <laughs> for you. So what do I get? Do I get 30-day terms? Okay, yeah. perfect. <laughs> the world's going to end anyway, right? <laughs> and then they came to him and said. Okay, it didn't end. Here's your bill. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I messed up on the date. Whoops. So, uh, speaking of spending a, a ridiculous amount of money, uh, my new business cards came in. For those that are listening on the radio, this is no business card. It, it is, is giant. It's giant it's, size. It's uh, eight and a half inches tall, and it is uh, 14 inches wide, and it uh, it's big enough to fit 11 business cards with plenty of room on the back. So, just wanted to tell everyone. 11. It's out. You see what he did, right? You are a marketeer because what he did is he has people advertising on the back of his business card. I'm one of them. Yeah. You are. Of course. Chuck Morrison, making mountains move. You can go ahead and ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Makingmountainsmove.com. Yeah. Uh, so that the Very uh, interesting. I, I love that marketing stuff. Speaking of 11, 11, 11, I'm working on a plan, Chuck, to give away a wedding or a party on 12, 12, 12. So the idea came to me, as most of my ideas do, when I'm trying not to wake my wife up in the middle of the night by turning the TV on. I just lay there and obsess about my life and business and everything that could possibly fail. It's the only time in my life that I'm not completely 100% positive. It's like, it gets dark out, I get dark. Mm. And so usually I watch TV to shut the machine off just so I can get some sleep, but she's got Lyme disease and has been getting crankier and crankier, so I just lay there awake, and then I end up going downstairs and working more, and... So the idea came to me. You've been hanging out with Dave a lot, too. Yeah, don't get me started about that. I'm turning into him. I think that's a good thing. You gain about 100 pounds, and you're going to be right there. I tell him stories about people that I tell off because they screwed me over on something, and he starts smiling like, yeah, you really gave it to him. (laughs) You told that guy. And what were you you expecting? You were expecting, oh, geez, you know, go to church and try to be nice to people. (laughs) (laughs) No, be more like the devil. The the, uh, the tiger bites you, and you say, uh, my God, the tiger bit me. Right. Well, that's what they do. That is what they do. Yeah, so don't expect uh, something different from... Yeah, what you would expect. The good news is, Chuck, I'm starting a whole bunch of new careers based on the people that screw me over, so I can compete against them. So I'm going to be now a printer. I'm going to be designing Facebook pages. I'm doing it all. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's what ends up happening, and it's a shame. So here, this new cigar, Aging Room, out of the Dominican Republic. We're going to have Rafael Nodel on here. He's going to tell us about it. It's pretty interesting. You liking the cigar so far? I am liking it. This cigar has received a 94 rating. In Cigar Aficionado, 94. Let me tell you, 94 is a big, big rating. Things that hit 90 is very, very good. It's an A, right? A 90. Sure. Um, not many. I, I, I could name probably on one hand cigars that have reached that kind of number, 94. And um, what is the price on the cigar? On the Aging Room? Uh, aging Room is uh, $7.29. $7 cigar. Under $8. That's good. Yep. This is the... This is, this is the uh, like a Corona type size, Robusto Corona, whatever it is, uh, very nice, very nice. 
I'm getting a, a small little hint of, uh, of, of perfume. Very, very small hint, but a, a very strong flavor of almond shells. Do almonds have shells? Almonds have shells. You, you just put them in your mouth? You don't crack the shell off? An almond? Yeah. They have candy coating on them. <laughs> no, the candy coated shell? Yeah, no, not that. No, the actual shell of an almond is, uh, it has some almond flavors to it. It's, I don't know if I've ever had a. Like at raw... a Thanksgiving, some family members don't have just a bowl of mixed nuts. Oh, and a yeah, thing, yeah, and then you yeah. Crack them. Yeah. So, and there's an almond in there. There's an almond in there. What's the shell look like? Is it flat? Kind of flat? Yeah, flat and almond shaped. Sh- Shaped like the almond? Yeah. Jeez, I don't know what that is. Imagine that. I don't know what an almond in a shell looks like. That's I know the walnut. Typically, your almonds obviously come candy-coated with chocolate they, they or whatever. Do. So, And you're like, oh, this would be great if it just didn't have that nut in the I middle. I thought that's the way they grew. <laughs> no? With the Easter, Easter colors on them. <clears throat> so we prepare right now for the contenders for the cigar of the year. We've been doing this since 1992, picking the Cigar of the Year. I know there's a magazine out there the past two years or three years came out with Cigar of the Year. That is just a copy of the Cigar of the Year. The Cigar of the Year has been going on since 1992. And as I look back and look at the different cigars that have become Cigar of the Year, uh, some of them, like we had Brick House a couple of years ago. Uh, This year is 22 north, 83 degrees west. Great stick. They, they, have, they have held up um, for years, you know, a couple of years. And, but some of them, in its day, was the greatest cigar out that year. And as years went on, the cigar is not what it used to be, and it goes away. So you look at it and you say, wow, such and such. Let me tell you, in the year that that came out, just like a fine wine or something, uh, they've had great years and they've had bad years. You go look at the cigar of the year. Uh, previous cigars of the year, you look at them and you see in, in its day. Cigar companies typically start off having other people make the cigars for them. So that's what ends up happening. You then. end up going to, you want a top premium cigar, you go to the premium cigar maker, and like Jesus Fuego is an example, you have him make your cigar. Now you get to be big enough, and it's you're a big boy now, you want to have your own factory. Yeah. Well, you bring in people, but you're not getting the top tier because Jesus Fuego is the top tier. You end up having to take a step down once you have your own factory and you're producing your own cigars, and then there's a learning curve, and you take yourself up, and 10 years later, maybe you're the best, but at the start of it, the ingredients change. They've changed the ingredients. They may pick something different. The crop this year becomes a different crop. Right. It, too much rain, too too little rain, too much sun, too little sun, but, and the crop changes. So what they do is change the blend to try to continue that cigar to taste like it used to. The ingredients will actually change because they're trying to make it what it used to be. But guys like Jesus can come pretty close every time yep. because he's got a remarkable palate, and he understands Tasting a cigar, uh, some tobacco now, what it's going to taste like in the future. He knows what he's going to do in his fermenting process to make it go down the road yep. he needs to go down. And that's how he's able to be consistent. Some um, good cigar buyers, good cigar consumers, consumers, you'll see they buy boxes of cigars. They may buy, might, may buy multiple boxes of cigars. And they'll actually date the box on the bottom of the box when they ended up purchasing it. And they'll use one box to smoke now, and the other box goes into their collection. And they'll have the 1996 blah, blah, blah. 
and you'll see that in the back of Cigar Aficionado when, when things get 99 ratings and things like that, <clears throat> would be the 1953 Cohiba, or, you know, whatever, uh, Cohiba wasn't actually even a brand then, bad example, but whatever it is, a Hoya de Monterey 1953, good luck, who has it, but um, if you did, I'm sure it was an exceptional cigar, and today it is more exceptional if it, if it aged greater. Sometimes things age to a certain point. And like actually, women. Some go, women, like Betty White, get hotter as they get older. And some crash. They hit the wall and crash. Yes. So the idea is to find a cigar that's great. You buy an extra box of those. You put it aside. You bring it back out a few years later, and you try it, and you say, wow, it really improved, or I missed the peak. And it's a gamble. Betty White's on my list, by the way. <laughs> Betty White. She's on my celebrity list. <laughs> Well, she's she's one of those women who got better with age. She's still sharp. What she's is she? Ninety something. Yeah, I'd still do her. Uh, you know who died today? No. Uh, Sixty minutes. Um, Andy Rooney. Really? Oh, wow. Andy Rooney passed away today. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Funny dude. And he worked up until last month. That's wow. when he announced his retirement and died thirty days later. Kind of like Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Yeah. So. Uh, Did he know he was sick? Andy Rooney, no. 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 And uh, that Obviously, was it. he was living to work and working to live. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. At all. I know there's a whole bunch of people uh, in California, there's a whole bunch of people at Wall Street that have a problem with people that go to work, but me, on the other hand, I have no problem. I'm trying to better myself and I'm trying to work hard every day. So, there's not shower when you have power. Yeah, I like to shower. I like to keep myself. I don't want to uh, live in a tent. And uh, But that's a whole other subject that. I would like to do a whole show on, but we'll call it the OcuFilth show. The what? OcuFilth. Oh, OcuFilth. <laughs> Occupy Filth. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I had a actually. whole battle, actually, on Facebook. Two posts back-to-back were 30 different comments going back and forth. It was fun. Fun while it lasted. Well, I think it's the ruination of this country to um, to try to talk negatively about people that are doing good the people whole idea working, is yeah. you try to do good you know and don't hate me because i am doing good because i work damn hard to get there absolutely what about what about all the times where your workers got paid and you didn't get paid and it, and it, it never ends bad weather's coming up i mean we're here in new england in the northeast weather is terrible and during the first quarter of the month let me tell you we don't make a profit but the employees get paid, and things go good. And then when the good times happen during the hot summer months and during the Christmas season, the money's come pouring in, and, oh, look how much money you're making. Well, talk to me in January, February, March. Yeah, you got to spread that out. So that's it. And I'm, I'm spreading the wealth within my own company. I do not want to spread the wealth to somebody living in a tent that isn't going to work today. Correct. It is Saturday, and I'm working. Although I would imagine that the company to be in would be like uh, Eastern Mountain Sports that sells tents. Yeah. You probably <laughs> and sleeping bags. They're probably doing They're pretty probably good. making a killing right now. Really? Really? If I were them, I'd be pushing this Occupy thing pretty hard. <laughs> when we were at the, the uh, Rhode Island uh, the Cigar Expo, we had some uh, OccuFilters go by, you know, two or 3,000 of them. And I thought there was going to be a riot. 700 cigar people on one side screaming, get a job. And then... The other people were saying, give me your money, you know. Okay, it's time for a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in Ralphiel Nordell. 
from Aging Rum. He'll join us. He'll tell us all about the cigar and why it is such a big deal and why it got the big 94 ratings. We've got lots more coming up. New cigars hitting our shelves. We'll tell you all about that and lots more. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 there's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules 
to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing, it's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one. Okay, what I have here is a ninety-four rated cigar, aging room, small batch, M three fifty six, rated ninety-four, an attractive little robusto that has hints of roasted nuts, baked fruit, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Very flavorful and complex. They call it medium-bodied, 94-rated. I don't know uh, with the, the taste things that they mention in there, but it's certainly a very good cigar. Absolutely. And on the line with us right now is the owner of this brand, Raffaello Nordell. Raffaello, are you there? Yes, Dave. How are you? Very good, good. How are you? Congratulations. Oh, thank you for having me in your wonderful program, the Cigar Authority. Very happy. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, geez, congratulations on a... Uh, a number 94, which uh, has only been done a few times that I know of in all the years uh, that Cigar Aficionado has been out. So, jeez, uh, tell us uh, a little of, before, before you even tell us about that, uh, you, you've been in the business for a while with different brands, Oliveros and everything. Tell us how you got to where you are now. Well, first of all, who's that with you? Uh, Jonathan there today? Yes, Mr. Yes. Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Excellent. Dave, yes, well, it's funny because about a few months ago, you and I were talking in your office, and, um, uh, you know, we have been in the business, Hank and myself, for 10 years, and we started with the Oliveros brand, and we started, you know, making cigars, like uh, like the cooking shows, putting all the ingredients together, and it's funny, you were just talking about that a few minutes ago, and, 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 and from, you know, the, the, the journey of uh, any cigar making when you start or where, where you go. And that's exactly what happened to us. About two years ago, we decided to go back to basics and really focus on what we like to do, uh, which are boutique brands, complex blends. And that was our first Swag Cigars that we uh, we started two years ago. And uh, now we released the Swag Limitado, the Aging Room, which is a great concept, and the Olivero Song Run. 
Now, the swag, I remember we got our first uh, first sample uh, came in, and um, when you first introduced it, I brought it back from the trade show a couple years ago, and it was Chuck Morrison here that smoked it, and it turned into his favorite cigar of all. True. And um, he, he's crazy about it, uh, continues to smoke it, loves it. It's doing very well, uh, very unique looking with the white tissue wrapped around it, good looking thing. Um, and, and looking into it myself, I see there's an association here somehow with Little Wayne the rapper, Little Wayne. What, what is that association? Well, it is uh, my son uh, does produce all the music for Little Wayne, and uh, a couple of wow. years ago we were doing the uh, a, a, an event for the um, Grammys in Los Angeles when my son uh, won a producer of the year and, and brought and got a couple of uh, uh, Grammys. And that year we we were having a cigar event for Little Wayne and his friends. And he said, "Listen, Rafael, he was having the King Habano. He said, "Listen, Rafael, you, we need a cigar with more swag." And uh, we, at the time, were working with Hochi Blanco, which is one of the veterans uh, uh, growers in Dominican Republic. And uh, we decided with that that re- that we kept thinking about that coming for Little Wayne, and then we started. Uh, but we decided to uh, to name that brand Swag. And, and you're right, it's different. And what happened is we were have been working. We had released before that the Olivero Skin Habano, all Nicaraguan, and uh, many manufacturers have been looking for a strong blends, complex blends, but mostly have been coming from Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Central America region. And I, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very happy with the Dominican tobacco, and I knew I could uh, do a project with an old Dominican tobacco and, 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 and get all the things that Dominican tobacco is known for, for a flavor and aroma, but at the same time, uh, due to techniques of growing, new techniques and improvement on growing and aging uh, techniques, we decided to, to do this with uh, a tobacco that has character and has a lot of uh, uh, um, uh, complex uh, flavors, and that's what we did with the swag. And it's funny because that's how the aging room started. When we were actually working towards uh, that blend, I'm coming up with a blend. I remember it was, uh, two and a half years ago, Hank and I, uh, my partner, we were sitting at the factory one afternoon after smoking about 20 or 30 blends, and we were sitting with Hochi Blanco trying uh, some of his different old Dominican blends and uh, all his tobacco, and we tried one that immediately Hank and I looked at each other and said, we got it, this is it. And man, we were so happy. It was like kids, you know, when you're cooking and you get the perfect, the perfect yeah. recipient. And we went uh, to the hotel that evening and we were smoking all night. We were so happy with it. The following morning at breakfast, Hoshi Blanco come to us uh, and he says, listen, fellows, I have a bad news. There's not enough tobacco to make a regular production for the swag. And wow, it was like, like throwing cold water in us, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly how it came in because we kept that uh, that uh, blend in our uh, in our humidor in the aging room. And whenever we have visitors at the factory, we never have friends. They will always say, "Hey, let me have one of those cigars from the aging room." And the that kept room. Uh, you know resonating with us. And. Uh, we decided to bring uh, this blend to the market, the M356 blend, which is, again, from a, a small uh, batch production. There's not enough tobacco to make a regular production. So this project will allow us to introduce a lot of the different blends that throughout the years we have come across, and there's just not enough tobacco to make a regular production. And that's what the Aging Rune is allowing us to do. Now, it didn't take you 356 Different blends before you got to this correct blend, is it? Well, 
but it probably took us more, but not, not necessarily. <laughs> That's where now the name, the name came from. Because I have to tell you, throughout the years, we have come out with tremendous amount of blends. And some are good, some are really bad. Because you, it's amazing. You blend very good tobacco. You were mentioning uh, uh, one of your cigars that I love very, very much. That is, uh, it comes from Central America that has uh, Costa Rica and Honduran, Dominican, Corojo seed. And, and you blend tobacco from different parts of the world. However, sometimes you have very good tobacco by itself. And then when you blend it with another very good tobacco, it just doesn't taste good. And that's Correct. what blending is all about, getting the yeah. best ingredients, right? Yep. And that's, and that's what we did. So the M356 actually came to us because we put a long name, a long number, to, so we identify which plane we're smoking. And that was Monday, the 356th day of the year. And then it had some other numbers, but there's too long to put it on the, on the band. So that's where the name or the number comes from, M356, which is the Monday or, 300, or the 356th day of the year. So it's very, in December at the end of the year. And, uh, and that's where the number and the blend comes from. Ah, interesting. Is that how it's going to go? For now on, if we look at the next ones that come out, we can look at that, and it, and it almost tells you the day. Yeah, that, that's absolutely, absolutely right. In this particular one, we didn't put the year. And to tell you the truth, uh, we didn't know it was going to be so successful. Because when you start uh, cooking these blends and you start making these blends, you're really not sure. You're doing your palate. And my palate, Hank's palate and Hochi palate, are, are, it's, it's, it's more developed. We want strong flavors to it. And we have been amazingly surprised about the perception of the people that are smoking the cigar, and also, like you mentioned, the 94 rating of Cigar Aficionado, which yeah. you're right, you mentioned that only a few cigars have been, have been have received that year, actually about five or six this year only, and uh, so we, we are very happy, very happy with that, because normally, if you look at all the ratings, normally they come from different other parts of the world, from Nicaragua, Honduras, so we're very happy with an all-Dominican blend, got a 94 rating due to the type of blending aging and, and construction of the cigar. Yeah, I know a lot of people talk nowadays uh, Nicaraguan tobacco, but you look back and uh, the first all-Dominican cigar I can remember was uh, Fuente Opus X that came right. out using, using the uh, uh, Dominican wrapper, which was very, very hard to end up pulling off, but I know Hochi did it, and uh, it certainly works here for sure, but it not necessarily is going to work blended with something different, and you, you got it perfect. The bad news is that they couldn't make enough at, as a swag brand, so you made it as this. That means this is going to go away when it runs out. That, that's, that's correct. It's, uh, but we're going to continue the aging room process, uh, but name, and we're going to continue with different blends. This particular one was this blend, the M356, and we already uh, have uh, some other blends that we're going to incorporate when this is run. I don't know how long. depends on the sales, and we're probably going to have about a year of this, and uh, enough tobacco for a year, depends on how that goes. And we, you know, we make the only... Uh, uh, Four different sizes on this one that is time for this little beautiful, beautiful uh, Presto, which is the name Presto. And as you know, I'm a musician, and, and we call these uh, the names, the sizes. Uh, Presto, which is this 4.5 by 48 little Robusto. The Rondo, which is like a normal Robusto 5 by 50. The Meso, which is a Toro size, the 6 by 54. And the Mayor, which is 6.5 by 60. So in these blends, we're going to breed bring in sizes that we like very much. Sometimes we want to smoke a 
big, big cigar, like the major 65 by 60 But most of the time, there's just not enough time uh, to smoke a full, uh, just a very big cigar. So the Presto brings that, uh, that time, allows you to smoke a very good cigar in a small time. Yeah, we're, we're over 30 minutes in. Uh, I'm not even uh, maybe halfway done. Yeah, about That's halfway. about it. it it's, uh, it's a slow burner for sure. Uh, very, very nice taste. It, it's not a mild cigar by any means. It's on the, on the, on the heavier, I'm thinking. Jonathan, what do you got? Uh, Raphael, industry-wide, it seems like small batches are taking off. So I, I honestly I think this is a great play for you and your company uh, to get this kind of play because, let's face it, Cigar Aficionado does like to see cigars that you – uh, just can't get for whatever reason. In this case, you can't get it because it, it's a small production. In other cases, you can't get them because they're Cuban. Uh, so I think this is a very good play for you. I think Aging Room is going to take off uh, really, really big. Well, I think you look at having success of the first one that come out in a 94, you know, I, if, if, if people are anything like me, I can't wait for the next one to come out anyway. I think uh, you're not going to get a year out of it because a 94 is going to make some people, they got to try it. And there's, right? honesty in that, there's honesty in that saying, listen, you know, we only have enough tobacco to make it exactly like this for this amount of time, and then it's gone, rather than just keep putting the same wrapper on a different cigar over and over again. Right. Well, absolutely. And you guys were talking about that uh, a few minutes before I joined you. And, and uh, you know, traditionally, you know, uh, the, the, the different growing seasons change every year, just like the wine and the liquor just change from one year to another. We just have tobacco to make this production, and then we'll make another blend. But uh, keep sure that what we will do is only blends that are very, very complex with that will you smoke it will bring different flavors because at the end of the day, uh, that's what we are. We are a boutique cigar uh, company making cigars for people that like complex blends and cigars with characters. And they don't have, listen, a small production. You go right now, there's small production in, in all shops, and there's some $20, $30. We right. want to make the cigars at a daily uh, a price. A, a guy that is smoking a cigar every day can, uh, you know, will not break the bank uh, uh, to, to smoke a, a very good a small production cigar. Yeah, seven, That's what we don't. Seven, Seven to eight dollars. You you look at it, eight fifty on you. Six and a half by sixty. Which I I've tried all the other three. I haven't smoked the six and a half by sixty yet. I'm gonna have to need a lot of time on my hands to be able to pull that off. But the price is more than fair. More absolutely. than fair. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And we're extremely happy with the reception. Not only the rating companies, or like in this case, cigar aficionado, and many in the online world that have been doing just great reviews about this. But in addition to the actual daily smoker and cigar connoisseurs today. I'm actually joining you from Miami Beach right now. I know nice. you mentioned the weather before. I'm sorry about you know. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm here by my in South Beach with uh, in one hand I have a mojito and the other hand I have an aging room which is a fantastic Ouch. thing. But tonight we have. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that, Jonathan and Dave. Eh? No, that's, that's right. okay. That's yeah. right. Mr. Jonathan's wearing his jacket today because it's a little chill in the air. It's not as bad as it was. We got a foot of snow up here. Yeah, I mean, we did. For, uh, before yeah. Halloween. So it's going to be a long, long winter up here in the Northeast, that's for sure. Yes, but here it's a little bit uh, cool as well. It's about 76 degrees today. Um, yeah, so oh, it's you cool poor for thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's very cool for us. But we have an event tonight, which is an amazing event that has been happening for a couple of years down here. And we have a, we have a, a cigar event. It's actually it's called a Sleepless Night. It's happening in about 13 cities throughout uh, the world. And it starts at 6 p.m. As you know, tonight the, ch- the time will change. And yeah. every time the time should change, this happens. And will be from 6 p.m. to 8 o'clock in the morning. There's about, I don't know, we expect about 130,000 people. This is a, an event from the city of Miami Beach where, where about 30,000 people come from outside of, of Miami to particularly this event. And we'll have, again, it's all night. We have opera. We have uh, jazz. We have Cuban music. There's a lot of different uh, food it's throughout the city. It's about 80 different venues and all type of music and food. And basically at 6 p.m., we'll start a group of smokers with different blends of Oliveros. The first one will be the Swag, the second the, uh, the Oliveros uh, uh, grown, and the last one will be the Euron. We'll go from venue to venue uh, starting at 6 p.m., about 200 people, and then we'll finish uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning having wow. a, a breakfast. So it is, it is a great event, and, and they call me and say, listen, we know you have the, the new AG room. We'll like to do more with your blends. Can you sponsor this event and come with us? So my wife and I will be, will be going from venue to venue all night. So uh, after I finish here, we're preparing some of these things. And right now it's a beautiful day here at the beach, and it's smoking cigar. And this is what it's all about. We, you know, we yes. do why protest about people that are making money or working hard, like you said. You work yeah. in Saturday. I'm working Saturday. But we also enjoy ourselves because we really enjoy what we do. Well, I recommend a nap after you get off the phone with us. <laughs> you're going from 6 at night to 8 o'clock in the morning, and you're going from store to store? Yes, we no. Actually, it's, it's throughout throughout the city of Miami Beach, and it's basically in in, in couple of, in well eighty different venues. Uh, one wow. will have jazz uh, live, of course, and with another one at Cuban music. Another one will have uh, will have uh, um, classical music and uh, a lot of uh, different street arts and things like that. And it goes again, hundred and thirty thousand people expected, and wow. uh, with two hundred of us smoking cigars. Uh, making a point that hey, cigars is if you're out, you know, you're out smoking a cigar is great. So we're making a political statement in addition to enjoying ourselves and have all type of food. So this is great. But again, events like like that allow us to really talk to the people, put the cigars on the hand, and try the different blends. And uh, and and two years, not long ago, when you and I, David, were talking in your office and saying, you know how how hard the competition it makes you be better, working harder, and sure. that's exactly what is happening to us. Nice, nice. And, you know, I'd like to briefly get into a little about how you ended up starting as a uh, living in Cuba and coming to this country. You told a story before. It's very, very fascinating for those that are listening that uh, here's a guy, uh, you know, started out with nothing. You, you made it. Uh, and he, you, you told me once before of how do you make a million dollars in this business? And the answer is you start out with two. And that's how you have a million. But tell, tell us how you came to this country. This is my story. It's, it's really uh, an amazing story, but it's, it's not more than, than an American story that happens all the time. This is the greatest country in the world. You will never have the opportunity that me and my family have in this country, in any other country. I came in 1980. I was uh, uh, 15 years old at the time. I came to what, what is called the Mariel Boat Leaf, where about 
125,000 people came in in boats in a matter of three months. And obviously we came here with nothing, didn't speak the language, didn't do anything, uh, they didn't, didn't have friends or family. And I went to New York City and I started studying music in New York City, which was one of the, the best opportunities in the world that I had. I have studied violin since I was uh, uh, six years old. And in, 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 in Manhattan, I had a chance to go to one of the, the top uh, school of music in the world. But 1983, my family, my mom uh, was having uh, problems, health problems, and wanted to move to Miami where all Cubans wanted to move, uh, you know. And uh, so we came here to Miami, and it was a very difficult time economically and for us. And I started cleaning floors in a hospital. That was my first job. I couldn't make it. There was not symphony orchestra down in Miami at the time. So I used to play violins on the on the tables or restaurants for a dollar and this and this and that. And uh, so I started my first job cleaning floors in a hospital. And about five years later, uh, when I was 24, I became the director of finance of that hospital. Imagine uh, that. Amazing, amazing <laughs> opportunity. Talk about a, my God, talking from really, you know, people talk about starting in the mailroom or something. You're cleaning the floors. <laughs> Wow, that is. Yeah, the mail room was like like very high for me. <laughs> I couldn't make it to the <laughs> I couldn't make it to the mailing room. I was not ready for the mailing room, and uh, it was amazing because a group of people, an organization, a not-for-profit organization that I still support today, is a series of hospital nursing homes, and I still do a lot of. Uh, actually, you and I talk. I have a radio show in Spanish where I talk about about the wonderful thing that this organization is doing for the community, uh, and I. I owe that to them because they helped my family, they helped me a lot. And after director of finance, I went to a hospital chain that is a psychiatric hospital chain out of, out of Annapolis, Maryland. And uh, we had 28 centers nationwide. I was executive director and a private company and just tremendous opportunity. But at, in one of my places in Miami, uh, my assistant director was Hank Bishop. And Hank is a guy that uh, he loves everything Cuban. He has a, he played the tumba, uh, he plays, you know, he smokes cigars. And my family have been on the cigar business in Cuba, growing tobacco for many, many generations. But obviously, I, I didn't go into that. And Hank says, listen, Rafael, let's have lunch with this guy that reminds me of you. And we go to Little Havana, and we have lunch with Nick Perdomo. And yeah. uh, it was an amazing time. Nick talked about the cigars. It was an, a tremendous inspiration. And so Hank and I started on the cigar business, bought the, our first, uh, uh, the, the brand Oliveros. At the time, Oliveros was making mostly flavored cigars. And uh, it's, we, we got a commitment to, to continue. Uh, we opened our first factory in Dominican Republic. And, and from there, and that's how it started. And now, amazingly enough, Nick Perdomo is my neighbor, moved right across my house a few years ago. And and, uh, and uh, I'm in this little town called Miami Lakes, where we got Oliva family here. We got many of the top cigar manufacturers here. So it's a little, little Cuban community here. Yes, I, I've, I've actually been to Nick's house before, so I know where you live. I, I didn't know you were across the street. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing and happened to be a you know inspiration of mine. That he's really inspired me and work hard and talking uh, also another American story. Because listen, the 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 cigar business is amazing. My family went from Spain to Cuba, and as an immigrant, the only thing they could do is work on the cigar. And now, three generations later, I come to the United States because we, you know, couldn't make a living in our in our 
country, at least not uh, with freedom and dignity. And we are here now, and I had the same opportunity my family had to work on the tobacco industry. And it is, a, it is an industry that really brings every, everyone around. I travel the world and, and here in the United States, and there's nothing like sitting in a place smoking a cigar, and a guy next to you comes with a cigar, and immediately there's something there. You start talking, there you, 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 share, uh, you share ideas, and, and it's an amazing, amazing thing. So I'm extremely proud to be able to continue my culture, the things that my family started three generations ago, and now we're doing this. It's not an easy thing. It's a, it's a work, work, work all the time, but it's something that uh, we work hard. I want my kids to continue on this. They have been making blends and working in this for, for a while now. And the idea is we have an opportunity to make a difference in this country. We never want a handout. We, we don't want Medicaid. We don't want things from the, from the state or the government. We came here to work hard and to earn and to have. All we want is opportunity, and my friend, that's what I had in this country. Boy, I hope they hear you loud and clear out there because uh, a lot of people are looking for the handout, and it's, it's making me crazy. I mean, I'm watching the news every day, and I, it's driving me crazy. I'm losing sleep over it because I'm afraid that this whole next generation doesn't understand, and they're going to make this country go downhill and I don't want to see that happen. And, uh, you know, I, I say it to every young guy I, I can possibly uh, say it to. I, I grew up myself in a city and uh, uh, not well-to-do at all. And I work hard and I get successful. And then they look at you like, uh, you know, you should spread that wealth around and give me some. And I'm a charitable guy. I want to give to people that, that need it, too. But not the guy that... Uh, you know, doesn't want to go to work and work hard. You work hard. Oh, absolutely. You're yeah. right. You're working here Saturday. You work. We had a great event uh, that for your 25th anniversary. You you and your staff worked tremendously hard putting this thing together, many hours. I'll tell you, it would be great with a wonderful day like this, be out sitting on the beach smoking a cigar and sure. having to do anything. But no, we have to work hard. That's it. That's and, it. And, and, and absolutely. And, and, and we spread the, you know, when they talk, we spread the wealth. It's not the government that you should do it. We do it by hiring people, by expanding. When my company, after nine years, this year we make a profit for the first time in April wow. this year. For the first time, working very hard. What we do, we buy more tobacco, we hire more people, we That's come right. up with new blends. That's what we do. That's it. Ralphie Al, thank you so much for joining us. Continued success. I look forward not only to the aging room I'm smoking now, but the next one's coming out. You really have something here, along with Swag and Oliveros. Continue. But uh, the new aging room, congratulations on the success of that. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Debbie, for having me here. And say hello to your family, Debbie, which I love and respect very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's Ralphie L. Nordell and his new brand, Aging Room. This is the M356. Now we know what that's all about. Yeah, we do. And uh, we'll, we'll see what he has to, to have coming out in the future. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we got cigar events. Which were the best? Which ones are the worst? New cigars hitting the shelf. And the next cigar we're going to smoke, a cigar with no name on it at all, no rating, no nothing. We'll tell you all about that. We are live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network.
Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean Basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan. Or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and smoke breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. 
because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars, not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Streaming online at 1510thezone.com. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. I gotta see some serious Awesome! With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Ryan. My bones, when you were going out with you, we're moving. No, I <laughs> That is so sad. Sorry. Ooh. Well, here's the That's thing. That's the Godfather. Here's the thing. Which you never saw. Never saw. Oh. I, I do a lot of... This makes me crazy that you didn't see that. A lot of work while you're greatest watching mo- movies. The second greatest movie ever. The first greatest movie was Godfather 2. Yeah? Better than Godfather 1. Better. And that never happens. Go ahead. I, I, I do a lot of work. So I, I don't... But it came out in like the 70s. You, you had the past 30 years or so, 40 years. Well, I was on the job site with my dad when I was three and four. We didn't, <laughs> he didn't believe in babysitters. He raised us. Uphill in the snowstorm. Both I ways. did have to walk uphill. Yeah, the school yeah. was on the other side of a, like a little mountain I had but to walk up. how is it uphill both ways? Because well, going to school, I walked uphill. You don't notice the downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, say hello to the radio station. Right, while you light up yeah. with yeah. your shirt. American lighter over there. American cutter. Cutter, right. Yeah. What do you got for a lighter? Oh, you got the can lighter. I have the uh, Cigar Association of New Hampshire lighter that helps fund the Cigar Association of New Hampshire to pay for lobbyists to keep our taxes down, and I'll get all into that today, too. Oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah. So, back to the stations that put the FU in fun. We're going to start off with the cigar you're gonna station. Go with the, you're going to go with that over and over now. That's well, at least today. Okay. I came up with a good idea. I can milk it twice. <laughs> so, the thecigarstation.com, and you'll notice that we're playing their ad on our, on our show, and they play our ad on their show. We are like teammates now. We are. And, boy, did they do it right. I do have to say, good. Uh, Jim they Robinson, good. great guy. So you go to the cigarstation.com, you listen to music all the time, little tidbits of cigars. and it should Cigar run, college, yeah. And it should run in cigar stores everywhere. If, if you're a cigar store listening to our show, and we appreciate it very much, you should, when we're not on, you should be listening to them. Because then you'd also be listening to us uh, on, Sundays. on Sundays. Twice on Sundays. Okay, good. So cigarstation.com. <laughs> 11 to uh, 1, both in the morning and in the evening. We're played on twice. Uh, WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, which they're still saying they broadcast on uh, 
1510thezone.com. I don't believe that that is correct. Yeah, that's what their legal ID says. Okay, well, that, that's not their that's not their website, but we'll talk to them about that and see if we can get it squared away. Uh, WGHM 900, the game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, along with video streaming across the globe on Ustream.tv. And we are podcasted for your downloading convenience on the CigarAuthority.com. And our host for that is the Podbean.com website. Or iTunes. We're also on iTunes. It doesn't say that in my notes here. I'm, okay. But I'm like is. the guy who just reads off the copy. But we get a lot, a lot, thousands every every single week, thousands of downloads. Absolutely, we do. So maybe they're not listening live, but they're listening. I actually, I listen. I, it downloads right to my iPod as well. and so I Automatically? I, yeah, yeah, automatically I listen. I don't know week. how to do that. you got to teach me how to do that. Oh, it's very easy. Yeah, you click the button that says, would you like this downloaded to your iPod When every I week? say you got to yes. teach me how to do that, I'm, I really mean you have to do that for me. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and all of our products are on demand, uh, both video, audio, whatever you want, on thecigarauthority.com. That's it. So I've got an interesting story. I got... Uh, Saturday, we lost power pretty much across the Northeast as a result of leaves still being on the trees and getting that ridiculous wet, heavy snow. Took down trees everywhere. Limbs, power lines, telephone poles were down. Mm. So I'm DJing a wedding Saturday. Power goes out at like 6.30. Comes back on as the bride walks in to the hall because they got backup generators. It took them that long to get everything primed. They get the thing going. Out of 220 people invited, 180 people stayed nice. and partied until 1230. I'd like to say I had something to do with it, because I did. Yeah. <laughs> 1230 happens. We we actually we could have gone a little bit later, but the groom said, nope, we're ready to go. It's getting bad out there. Everything gets loaded getting up. bad. Holy God. Yeah, it was, there was already six inches of snow on the ground. You Florida boys listening, you don't know what it is to be a man living it up here before <laughs> Halloween and getting a foot of snow. The Escalade is in the shop. Car accidents. Uh, oh, my God. I bad. told you Dave's a dangerous driver. He just goes, doesn't think. No, about it wasn't. I don't think it's me. We're gonna, <laughs> the jury's going to have to decide this one. But anyway. So uh, I get home about 1.30, and I get the call from the plow guy, Adam Kershaw. Yeah. He owns Kershaw Landscaping, and I run the, the crew for his plow guys. I run the shovelers. So he says, uh, he calls me DJ Shovels. Are you ready to roll, DJ Shovels? Of course I am. I finished cooking my ramen noodles on the wood stove because I've got no power. Go out, pick up my crew, and we go out and shovel for eight straight hours. A foot of snow, the heaviest snow I've ever seen. No sleep. No sleep. Shovel until noontime. Bring everybody home. Call up the ballroom studio to see if they have power because they're in Manchester. Of course they do. No trees in Manchester. And uh, they don't have trees. I go and Nance Vegas. I teach from two to three in the afternoon. Wow. Go grocery shopping to pick up stuff that's not gonna go bad, and come home and I cook dinner on the wood stove, and uh, finally get to sleep about eight o'clock that night. And how? Thirty-six hours. Yeah, thirty-six. Easily, easily thirty-six hours, and then it was crash. Uh, not sitting at a desk. You're no. out there shoveling. Shoveling, right. and not only am I the oldest guy on the crew. I am the fastest shoveler. I move the most snow, and I talk trash the entire time because I actually I get amped up on other people's misery. When I can see, <laughs> yes, you do. When I can see that the rookie is suffering, he's cold, he's wet, he didn't bring the right clothes, and I'm twice his age. You know, I'm I'm out there talking trash as I'm moving 
just mountains of snow. Do you snow. change them? Do you turn them around? Next time are they prepared and ready or they they either get prepared and ready or they quit because I, I can't have slow people. I mean, they, I get paid a lot of money to manage this crew. And so, you know, we're moving the snow if I have to do it myself. Cigar in mouth? Cigar, yeah, almost the entire time. In fact, every time the, the plow driver walk, drives by me, he looks out the window and shakes his head because I've got a big, huge <laughs> stogie sticking out of my mouth. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I got in the car accident, and it's, it's been dismal. you have electricity now? I do. It went back out yesterday and oh. then came back on. It's, it's been a nightmare. It is going to be a long, cold winter, that's for sure. It, it, this global warming crap, and don't tell me now it, it, they, they changed the name of it to climate change. It, yeah. it was global warming, and the snow was melting, and the, and the, the world was going to uh, get so hot. Yeah, yeah, because everything was going to melt and get cold. Melt. We've been, been in a deep freeze for two years. All right. Now, this is the interesting thing about the ice caps melting that I find remarkably odd. The entire North Pole is ice. Right? There's no land up there. It's not a continent. It's ice. We've had submarines go under and check it out yeah. and prove that there's no land. That ice is floating. It is displacing its its own weight in water. If it melts, the water level will not rise. Right. It stays the same. Because That's it's, it. Yeah. It's, it's like you put a lot of ice cubes in a glass. When the ice melts, it's going to pour off. No, it doesn't pour off. It's the, the same glass. exact it's level, the same. goof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I never understood. I always assumed in grade school that the polar ice cap was on land and that's you know it's going to melt off the land and we're going to be underwater until i found out oh man they're getting it all wrong it's floating they're getting it all wrong just go to work hard and make make this country better make yourself better you'll feel better about yourself and you'll piss me off less right he won't and that's what it's all about he won't actually, me off less yeah he won't actually like you more <laughs> he'll hate you less that's it it's the same <laughs> it's the same my god uh there's so many things going on uh in the cigar world the worst of which is the um, FDA uh, to give you an idea of what's uh, what's up this week? The FDA, the Center of Tobacco Products, announced that it will be spending six hundred million dollars over the next five years for a campaign against tobacco. Six hundred million dollars. This country has no money, and this is what we're going to do: is spend six hundred million dollars against tobacco. Uh, they, they are looking for the prohibition of tobacco. It didn't work with alcohol. It's not going to work with tobacco. It, this is going to be a nightmare, but this is where they're going. This is where they're going with it. Uh, cigar retailers and our consumers, and uh, we produce jobs, and uh, it's good for America. And 80% of the people that come into your store that buy cigars also vote. Right. These are not the people that you want to piss off. $600 million can be spent better, there's no doubt about it. Um, they are trying, the FDA would consider uh, a band of walking humidors that's walking in and getting your own cigar, self-service displays like all the, the, the cabinets here that you help yourself on cigars, mail-order sales, a band on all-flavored cigars, uh, decorative boxes that are, that are art forms, the work that gets put into these things with, with big graphic uh, design uh, things on them warning you. Uh, banned on cigar events where free cigar samples could be available. They want to stop that. Limit on cigar marketing and advertising. Impose new user fees. That means taxes on cigars. Not that there's already enough of them. Uh, limit on special release small batch cigars, which we just smoked. That would be limit, and that would be due to the FDA pre-approval before a release of a new product. 
Therefore, you couldn't just bang out. All right. So the, F- the FDA is looking for free cigars, is what that one tells me. They want you to send them samples so they can smoke them and make sure they're okay. Well, why don't they just ask for a free cigar? I'll I'd, give them a free cigar. That's all they want. One. They want to control people and what they do. And it's a government thing. And I'll tell you the truth. The FDA didn't even want control of tobacco products. It was the government saying, okay, now you're controlling tobacco products, too. And right now, cigars are left out, but there's bills and things to bring cigars back in. And we, meaning the cigar retailers um, and the Cigar Rights of America, have all got together and tried to stop this. And we have... Um, bills online, H.R. 1639 and Senate Bill 1461 that is trying to stop it. I am on my way on December 14th back to Washington, D.C. to try to talk to these senators and try to get them to sign on to these other bills to stop this bureaucracy. So you've got to take you've got to take time out of uh, and the, I, and arguably I, the busiest time of your yeah. What are you going to do? Stores. Because there will be no busy time if I don't do it. So I have to do it. And I, and I wish other retailers did this. Uh, and, and some do. There's a handful of us that we bump into the same people each time we go up right. there. So the 14th is there, and I'll see the same old faces that are there before. And, you know, do I want to do it? No. I don't want to do it. I want to take care of my own business and everything. But it's a Monday. I'll fly in on Monday. I'll fly out Monday night. I'll see every person I can possibly see. Everything's being lined up of the different uh, senators to, to see and do the best I can. And, and it's because if everybody did it, then I could do it once and that was it. But I keep going over and over to do it. And everybody will prosper from all the hard work that us handful of people did to do it. But what I can ask of you, if you're too lazy to make it down to Washington, D.C. and do something about it, is go on to the cigarrights.org and at least send a letter to your local senator. And it's a click of a button. You pick the letter you want to send, and you sign your information on the thing, and you send it, and that's it. And that's the it's the very least you can do, and I would appreciate it personally if you would do that. That includes the consumer. That includes the store owner, the employees of the, of the stores, cigarrights.org. You'll see it right there. Sign the thing. Go on to it. Just click the button and send it because let them know we're out here. Let them know we care because uh, that's basically it. They don't. Some of these pe- these uh, senators and, and House members are ignorant and don't realize how bad this is going to hurt. I think I think on a, on a larger scale, even they're just throwing as much mud on the wall as they can and seeing what sticks. And it's your job just to clean off your section of the wall. I don't want the mud here. Oh my God. So I, I don't want to turn it into a political thing, but this is very very Too important. Late. It, it, it's very, very important. There's nothing stronger than the FDA. We're basically a political show at this point. I, I don't want to turn it into that. But <laughs> you already did. I know. I, I have to say it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, probably 50% of my day is wrapped around this. Not all, And I'm using the Cigar Rights of New Hampshire um Cigar Association of New Hampshire lighter that we have uh, displayed in our stores. It's a $3 lighter, a dollar of which goes directly to the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. Uh, most of the cigar stores in New Hampshire will have it. We pay for our own lobbyists to help us fight within the state level. When it comes to the federal level, it's very, very expensive at that point. Thank God we have something like the Cigar Rights uh, of America, along with the uh, uh, IPCPR, the International P- Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers, and other organizations that are out there that, that are fighting for us. But we are, uh, our users are one in a thousand. One in a thousand people smoke premium cigars. That's not many. And I would say most, if not all of them, have jobs and work. Therefore, we don't have time. This is the bread and butter. 
of the country right here. We cannot get into a tent and go to Wall Street and protest for months at a time because we have jobs to be at in the morning. In September, because I had just quit my part-time job, money was so tight that the ads that I sold on the back of my card actually paid my mortgage. And so when I got the opportunity to go out and shovel, I have to take it because I don't know when the next lean time is going to be for work well, and for don't money. Don't tread on us. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. I sell them. You sell them. How do we get them? See me. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. I don't want there to too, uh, too late, but I don't want to turn it into a political show. But anyway, we'll lighten up. Uh, we already lit up the next cigar. It gives it immediate bad taste in my mouth because I'm upset. And it's not when you're supposed to smoke a cigar like that and get all worked up and anything. Yeah, but, you are pretty worked up right now. Uh, but anyway, this cigar has, uh, those that are looking online and watching, it has uh, a white band across it, and that's it. No name on it. The box is a plain box with nothing on the box. It says, handmade in the Dominican Republic on the bottom, period. That's it. Who makes uh, it? Well, that's the uh, that's the thing. I'm not going to tell you who makes it, but I'll tell you. I went to a cigar factory about nine months ago, and um, they said we want you to taste this tobacco. So I tried the tobacco, and they said this is uh, a unique thing. We're trying it out. What do you think? Um, do you want to make a cigar with it? What do you want to do with it? And I said absolutely. I loved it. I loved what it tastes like. I love everything about it, and uh, I want to do something with it right away. I want the first batch of which which you have here when it's ready. They said it'll be ready in about nine months. So they said, okay, we're going to need a design for the band. We're going to need uh, what kind of box you're going to use, what's going to be printed in the box. This is all the work that goes into this thing. And I said, you know what? Just put a plain empty band on it, put it in a plain box, send me 500 boxes of them. I don't know what to do with them yet, but I want to be the first ones that ha- that has this blend of tobacco in it. I want this. And I'll figure out what I'm going to do with it on the next order, but get me these uh, boxes of cigars right away. So 500 boxes came in. No name on it at all, and we called it Name That Cigar. What we're doing with Name That Cigar is when you buy a box of cigars, and the boxes of cigars run 60 to $70 a box. You're talking boxes of 25 you're talking a $3 cigar. It's unheard of. And I'm going to tell you, when it comes out with the... Um, with the band and the packaging and everything that's going to go, the marketing that goes on with it and everything that happens, it's going to be much, much higher in price. I would say double the price anyway. But right now, it's a $3 cigar. This is no $3 cigar. This is a $10 cigar. Easily. Now's the time to try something like this. It has no name. Buy a box of it. You get entered into the contest. When we get rid of the 500 boxes, I would guess by the end of the year, they should be gone. We're going to pull a name out. We're going to call that person up, tell them they're the winner, and they get to name that cigar. Now, you said earlier... I have a name picked out already. Well, you have to win the contest. I'm going to go go into my African roots, and I'd like to call it... And how would you spell that? I'm not sure, but if if and when I win, that's the name of the cigar. But we're also saying within reason. So that name wouldn't work? I probably wouldn't accept it. And also, if you wanted to say something vulgar on it or yeah, something no like that, words. we're not going to let it happen uh, because we're going to market the cigar, and it's going to going to become our cigar. And when I say our, I mean mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is not going to be. Could I name not, it? Could I name it something that rhymes with like female anatomy? No. Mulva. No. <laughs> it, it will. Uh, it will. Uh, it will be my cigar. 
and you will not be my partner. I'll throw you a couple of boxes. You can brag to your friends. You can call it the name, your last name. You can do whatever you want to do with it. My last uh, name's Jonathan. That's perfect. Okay. It's Mr. Jonathan. That's it. Um, and I will make at least 500 boxes with that name on it. If I hate the name, I'll end up changing the name after the, the first run of it. Who knows? It may continue on, and you got bragging rights, and you got a couple of free boxes. That's all you got. Photo op? You can have a photo op. You bring you on the show. We can, you know, do whatever. Can I make a manly video if I win? But you're not getting any percentage. You're getting nothing. I want to make that clear <laughs> that, oh, that's my cigar, and how much did you make with it this year? Uh, I've said it in writing. I'm saying it now to the public uh, on both, radio. Both of you. Both, both uh, of the people listening. But uh, that's the story. Uh, it is uh, the, the cigars were only rolled nine months ago. Um, it, it's, it's aged tobacco, though, but it's a blend, and it's it's certain tobacco in this that has never been used before. Speaking of making videos, there's a there's a video on YouTube of uh, you, and you've got some sort of tattooed thing going on, and you are talking to yourself, and there's a little you, and there's a big you. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, All right, I have information on that. I what's going it. on with that? Okay, that's a new company uh, called Crown Heads. These, this is uh, John Huber that used to be with um, CAO and Mike Conder. Um, when CAO was purchased by General Cigar, uh, they, CAO was being operated in Tennessee, and they were asked if they wanted to leave with them and go, I believe, to Richmond, Virginia, where uh, they operate out of. And um, those guys said, no, we're staying. We're not, we're not leaving. They lost their job, and it was over. When tobacco gets in your blood, when you, you work in. in tobacco, you know, the, the, those guys have been in for more than 10 years each, maybe 15 years each of them. And uh, they decided uh, that they'll start their own little company. So uh, much like Rafael Nodell, um, they're doing a very micro brand. And the brand they're coming out with is called Four Kicks. F-O-U-R. The number four. Four, four Kicks. Um, it, at the beginning, I thought it was they're just doing it for kicks. They made their fortune and they're doing it for fun, but uh, it has something to do with some music. I don't know. You look look that up. It's a song or something. I'll take then, your word for it. Whatever. So uh, they picked 50 retailers across the country and said, uh, kind of like invited them if they want to be part of the initial group that will take the brand on. So you tasted the cigar. You said it's awesome. I did not taste the cigar. I just, you bought it blind? I bought it blind, and I never do that. Never. And uh, they said, do you, uh, you want to be part of it? And I said, you know, I knew you guys for a long time. Uh, yes, I will. I've I, seen you go through a box and a half of cigars, you smoking a bunch, handing them out to people, like a focus group, finding out this. What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? And not taking it. The guy, the guy came in the other day. I was in the office, and he came in, and he brings in three boxes plus different samples, and you're writing on the samples. This yes. is that. Okay. This is this blend. All right. And then you don't take it. Right. And this one you don't even smoke. And I'm doing it based on the years of dealing with these guys, and they, they know their stuff. Not only that, but you love a good sales pitch, and it's the best sales pitch ever to say, listen, there's only 50 of you out there, so you take it or it goes to your competitor. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't push it hard on me like that, but... Uh I want it. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested in the, the whole look of what it is, and it's kind of like uh, a little Western type of look to uh, the, the the ads and things like that. And it's going to hide my cutter. Yeah? 
<laughs> Real inside joke there. Real inside. Uh, yeah, some people are getting that. That's it. Let's turn the whole show into inside jokes. Me and you will be the only. It's an Andy Kaufman thing. What are the only ones Rudy to get, gets right? it? So uh, I lost my train of thought. That's funny though. <laughs> um, they asked, um, they, they did a profile on one of the 50 people that are going to get this brand, and they made a little video with them, and they sent the video to me and said, uh, uh, all 50 retailers, if you want to make a little video about um, your store, send it to us, and if you want to include four kick cigars and mention it in there, we won't hold it against you. In other words, wink, wink. We wink, want wink, you, nudge, yeah, nudge. We want you to, to throw something in there, and uh, if you want to do it, uh, we'd love to have it. So... Uh, with the snowstorms that happen and the power outages and stuff that happen, um, I, I found myself at the store a lot longer than I normally am, more than my 70 hours yeah, a week. Yeah, no power, no generator, which I'm amazed at. But the store's had it. So I went to the store, and I thought about uh, what am I going to do uh, for a video for these guys. And uh, John Huber, if you know him, uh, you know he's got the tattoo sleeve arms and things like that. They, they film their videos in black and white, uh, soft-spoken guy with a baseball cap on, and uh, they talk soft, and that, you know, they have that. Do they carry a big stick? The rock, no. Okay. Uh, rock star type of feel to it or whatever. And um, so I started the video like that, and I got one of those tattoo sleeves you wrote, you, you put on. I don't know if it's a nylon Whatever stocking it is, yeah. type of thing with tattoos on. And I did a little video. Anybody wants to see it on there? Um, four kicks YouTube. It'll be on uh, F O U R kicks. Four kicks cigars. You'll see. Uh, video spotlights of, of um, the different retailers and stuff, and when you see the two guys smoke shop one, you see it, and uh, I kind of jabbed them a little bit on the, uh, you know, the type of look it is, and yep. I, I tried green screen, and I made a... Made a you pretty much used every video trick that you know how to I, use. Yeah, yeah, I had nothing to do. So they called me up, and they said, my God, you must have spent time on this, and I said, you know, the electricity was out, it was Halloween, I had the tattoo sleeve thing, I had the, I had no uh, shower for two, three days, so I was wearing a baseball cap because my hair was a mess, so it was kind of everything fell in the lap, and I, I threw everything I had at it, and it was, it was pretty fun to do. They got it. They made fun of me a little. Uh, they said I got this terrible uh, Boston accent, real strong, and they make fun of the yeah, I never noticed. No, there's nothing there. I don't know. That sounds perfect to me. But anyway, we look forward to Crown Head's first cigar to ever come out, which is going to be called Four Kicks. It's coming out this month, November. And the manufacturer they choose, chose to make the cigar for them is Ernesto Perez Carrillo, E.P. Carrillo, the guy that first put together La Gloria Cubana and now his own E.P. Carrillo brand. This is the first cigar he's made for somebody else out of that factory. And uh, it would be very interesting. I know the manufacturer well. He makes great cigars. He's got a good palate, so he's going to know what to do. And uh, I'm, I haven't smoked a cigar, but I bought in. So it'll be interesting. I hope I hope uh, it's uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we'll smoke it on the show when we get it in. Let's see what we think. You're smiling. What are you smiling about? Because I did what you said, and I pulled out the uh, pulled out the old laptop, put it on my lap, and I'm I'm smiling about the inside joke on the right. chat box. And not paying attention to what's going on here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all right, jeez. Uh, 
Time is flying again. We've got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we have um, lots of uh, events and promos and things we want to talk about, along with events that happen in cigar stores and, and what you like and what you don't like. Uh, and also, all the new cigars hitting our shelves right now. Lots of great stuff. So stick around, everybody. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, all that and more. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare, aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, David. It's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. No cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Could 
Piaz Cigar Selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle. Super-premium vodka. Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Okay, we're back here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. If you want to come down and catch the end of the show, we're here till 6 o'clock anyway, selling cigars and smoking cigars. Take Route 95, Exit 1, and that's where Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire is. Come on by, say hi, have a cigar. We're smoking the... The no-name. No-name cigar. Name that cigar. I won't be here till 6, by the way. No? No, I've got a uh, 50s party I'm DJing later on today. People in their 50s or music from the 50s? Music from the 50s. People in their 70s. They're going to be rocking around the clock. They will be rocking around the clock. Okay. That's interesting. But people from 60 years old or just anybody? No, there'll be, I think it's a 75th birthday party, so I'm guessing there'll be some ye olds. Yes, they will. (laughs) They won't be sock hopping at 75 with a break a a shin or a break a Typically old people break hips. Break hips. Okay. Break a hip. So, 75th birthday. Yes. This is a segue. 75th birthday. Birthday. Yeah. So, whose birthday is today? Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, today is your birthday. Whose birthday is today? And I wish you it's a lot of people's birthday. You have the paperwork. Oh, I have the paperwork. You have the right. paperwork. So, uh, today, born in 1931. Well, today is November 5th, the 309th day of the year. 56 days remaining till the end of the year, and there's 50 days till Christmas. That's it. Get ready. Fast year. Go out and buy expensive cigar gifts for all the men in your life. And women, because they're not going to use them, and then you can 
Smoke no. them yourself. Some of them, some of them use them. I don't want to get into that fight again. But go ahead. Whose birthday is today? All right. So born in 1931, Ike Turner, Ike. American musician, died in 2007. Tina Turner's husband. Yes. He used to beat the hell out of her, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess that would be the tactful way of putting it. Because she didn't, she didn't, uh, she didn't listen the first time. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. What do you say to a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. You already told her once. No. And I'm just joking, folks. Send your cards and letters to Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, please do. Just joking. Uh, so, uh, born in 1941, just 10 years later, from the uh, singing duo Simon and Garfunkel is Art Garfunkel. Now, Paul Simon gets, still comes out with stuff, but Art Garfunkel, not so much. I think, I don't know what he does. I haven't heard of him in a long time. He's like the Fredo of the Godfather, Art Garfunkel. Yet, yet, yet another reference I'm not going to get because I've never seen the Godfather. Keep rubbing it in. My daughter's name is Michaela, and I sing this a lot. Michaela, I, 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 oh. I hack it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. You want to give us a little of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the two of you are done with your uh, playful banter over there. Uh, in 1947, Peter Noon, English musician from Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Yeah, this was the first song. My dad made us listen to Oldies 103 as a kid. This was the first time that I realized that there were people from other countries that could sing. Because it was the only time an English artist sounded English, because the Beatles don't sound English. Right, yeah. This is the British invasion, for sure. wonder where he is today. That's, a, uh, that's an interesting question. So, uh, and where is Mrs. Brown? She must, she must be dead. I DJ'd, uh, DJ'd Mrs. Brown's wedding. Oh, that was really? the wedding that the hurricane came from. Oh, through. Mrs. Brown. Yeah. Do you have a lovely daughter? No, she did not, not have yet. any kids. Not yet. Young bride. Okay. Uh, today is also the day where Anonymous has vowed to destroy Facebook. That's right. November 5th. This is the end of Facebook today. They set to up a Twitter account and a YouTube channel and announced a plan dubbed Operation Facebook. And uh, as far as I know, it's a complete failure. Failure. Didn't happen. I'll, I'll double-check that right now and just see if Facebook is still up. <laughs> and, it is. And it is. It is. So, uh, didn't work. Ding-dong, you're wrong. That's it. And that's it for birthdays? That's it for birthdays. All so, right. 2010 U.S. television pundit Keith Oberman is indefinitely suspended from MSNBC for making three... Political donations to the Democratic Party. Yes, and he's gone. And he was supposed to be fair and balanced. I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. And uh, Saddam Hussein in 2006 was sentenced to death by hanging by an Iraqi court. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And he's gone. Gone. So uh, lots of events and promotions coming up, and which uh, we got uh, here at... Two guys in Seabrook every year. We do turkey bowling uh, the week before Thanksgiving. And we get frozen turkeys, and we set up pins shaped like cigars. And when you make your purchase, you get to roll or bowl a frozen turkey through the store at the pins. If you knock the pins down, you get a frozen turkey. Not that frozen turkey because it gets banged up. But you get a fresh, new frozen turkey. Where do you keep all the frozen turkeys? You get them delivered every day. 
couple every day? A lot every day. We go to a lot of turkeys, hundreds of turkeys. And uh, just something to do, something different. Uh, that's in Seabrook, November 17th, 18th, and 19th, and possibly 20th. We don't know, depending if there's turkeys left the Sunday. So Thursday through at least Saturday. And if there's turkeys left, we do it on the Sunday and get rid of the last of the turkeys. So that's one of the oddball things that we do. But lots of events that, that happen in cigar stores. You've heard of the longest ash contest? Yes. That's people smoking a cigar as long as they can before the ash falls down. You measure the cigar after, and you see who had the longest ash. Probably and a good idea to take the band off in that case before you start smoking. If you can smoke it that far, yeah. And uh, we've done it for years. That's, that's been going around the country for many, many years. All those trophies you see up there, those are longest ash co contest winners. And they give you back the trophy, or they don't get to keep it? They don't get to keep it. Their name's on it. They get to show off, and they can have it if they want. But show off is the whole thing. That's, you know, mine's bigger than yours deal, you know. Do you get to pick your own cigar? Nope. It's a, everybody smokes the same exact cigar. We cut the cigar for every single person, and we light it for them, and there's no relighting. That's it. You sit there, and you smoke the cigar. You it takes a while. Sitting. Do whatever you want to do. Can you lay on the floor? You can do whatever you want. I'd lay on the floor. Yeah? Yeah. So that, that's one of the things. Another thing is a power smoke that stores do that everybody smokes a cigar. They light it. Everybody's at the same time. And then you puff, 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 and the first guy to um, burn, singe, the singe the band wins. It's a lot of smoke. It's uh, the way you not enjoy a cigar. Right. It, it really is. You want to go super mild with that one, too, I would imagine. Well, we do just the opposite. We make everybody smoke a strong cigar. You put the buckets out in case somebody has to vomit. It's all fun and games, you know. Until but, someone loses an eye. Uh, big smokes. Um, that's when guys get together and Cigar Aficionado puts on these big smokes. Last week was the one in Las Vegas. It was a three-day event. And you, you go around basically trick-or-treating in a, in a big auditorium in Vegas. They got the, the next one coming up. Uh, uh, later this month in New York, and um, thousands of people turn out, and it's a big gathering of cigar smokers, and the cigar manufacturers get to show their new stuff and give everybody one of the cigars. The, the time to do that would actually be Halloween. Wouldn't that be an awesome trick-and-treat yeah, type of thing? Uh, we just did the New England Cigar Expo, but cigar dinners... Um, Always very, very popular. Uh, the problem is finding places to do cigar dinners. It's been the, the problem because there's no smoking indoors. Outdoors, you got to worry about rain. You do it in tents. You know, it's not all that good. Uh, it's, it's been an issue, but uh, cigar events have been going on. Actually, the first cigar dinner ever happened in Boston, um, probably in the early to mid-'80s that um, – one of the big hotels in Boston actually did the first ever cigar dinner, and it would be the finest of everything, the finest caviar and the finest champagne and wines and the finest cigars, and that's where it took off from there. It started right here in Boston. Um, but all good stuff for the industries, uh, including events that you go in cigar stores, and they have a roller there, and uh, they're, they're rolling fresh cigars, and, um, you know, People ask all the time where, you know, most of the cigars we get in are usually three years old by the time you get them in. Sure. Uh, you know, very aged tobacco. And um, what's the story about smoking a freshly rolled cigar? It just got rolled. The answer is you can smoke a freshly rolled cigar today, maybe tomorrow. After that, the cigar starts getting bad. And it's going to get bad for probably a couple months because it starts a fermenting process again. Right. And uh, by the tobacco 
basically hugging each other, being wrapped together tight like that, it starts warming up and starts a fermenting process. Right, giving off some ammonia. Yeah, and, and that's what you don't want to have. A kid that I went to grade school with, he was in my brother's class in the third or fourth grade, Sam Brunt. I'm actually trying to get him on the show. He lives in uh, Florida, Yeah. and his whole business is putting on rolling events for weddings and large parties. You said that, yeah. yeah. You, you you recognize his face. Yeah, I wanted him to. Uh, I wanted him to call into the show and talk about his business. Did today, you speak to him? I did, and yeah. uh, he's got some big launch thing that he wants to wait for. And I'm like, just come on twice, then. It's no big deal. It doesn't cost you anything. Just come on, talk about your business a little bit. You know, drum up a little extra. It's amazing to me when somebody says no, they don't want to be on. They have a business, and it's a free thing. Right. We should start charging because they don't see a value into. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, well, hopefully he's listening. I tagged him on uh, I tagged him on Facebook and yeah, said, "Yeah, come on listen. on and and tell about your thing and maybe get some gigs out of it." You, are you crazy? My God, what if we charge you a thousand dollars? Now are you interested? <laughs> it's amazing. But anyway, I, I get into the whole crazy business people in a, in a whole nother segment. So my question is, what cigar events do do you guys want to go to and uh, what? Uh, get your attention, or do you just want to go into a cigar store and be left alone? And The event that I was looking forward to the most, and I, I was only a little bit disappointed by the food selection, we had the one in Cigar Masters down in uh, Worcester. Yes, and which was the New England Cigar Expo. First time. No, 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 this was Worcester. Cigar Masters in Worcester. Oh, was, with the pig roast. No, 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 before the pig roast, this was where they put out the, the displays from the five different restaurants was what was supposed oh, to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they ended up just kind of skimping a little bit on the food. But that one looked like it was going to be a really, really good one if the food had been a little Because of the, better. the, the musical entertainment they had that night. Musical entertainment was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I know I tipped him. Yeah, yeah, which was Mr. Jonathan was, it was the musical me. entertainment. But that wasn't the reason that I was there. I, that, I mean, I, obviously, I that was, was getting, about a year ago, right? Yeah, it was. I was getting paid, obviously, to DJ, but I was looking forward to it because... There were different... So he got paid to do it, and he wasn't happy with the food he got for free. <sighs> he wasn't happy with the food selection. He wants he I wants was, the money, and I want you to feed me better. I was there. Are, are you going in a tent tonight down in there? <laughs> <laughs> are no, you one of them? I will be working tonight. We're, yeah. all, we're all the 99 percenters. We're all 99 percenters, right? No, no, I'm a one percenter. Are you? They're the 99 percenters. Okay. We, we should all thrive to be the one percenter. Mm. We should all try to be. But anyway, back to back to that. Um, so what do you like? What do you like for events? What do you want to go to? Or do you want to like, be left alone? I like when, when food is paired with cigars and you get stuff that you normally just wouldn't go to the grocery store and buy. You know, something that's a little bit higher end and you pay you 30 bucks or whatever and, and it's better than going out and spending 30 bucks a plate at a restaurant. Do you like to eat and smoke at the same time? I love it. Me too. I don't. I really do. I know some They're my people, two favorite things. Yeah. And you get to do them at the same Some time. Some people wait until the end of the meal to smoke. I like to smoke right through the meal. Enjoy yeah. the cigar. Enjoy the meal. Enjoy the compliment of the flavors going back and forth. Even with a snack or something. I want a snack right here. Even when if Tommy Grella used to be here, yeah. we would be eating at the same time. It was. But it was Tommy Grella did his own restaurant, which I went is now there open. Yesterday. You went yesterday. Paid him a visit. I had a meal. It's good. What's it called? Prelude. Prelude in Methuen, Massachusetts. Tommy Grella's yep. uh New restaurant. He used to be a uh, co-host on the show. He did. And uh, hopefully we end up getting him on anyway, and he can do his own commercial and and, be good. and talk about it and bring us a little something, something to taste. That would be nice. He does this pasta marinara with this pasta that's like the, it's half the width of a lasagna noodle, 
but it's twice as thick. And it, it looks like uh, calamari, the way it kind of ends up being presented yeah. in the bowl. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Was that with a truffle sauce? No, I could have got it with the truffle sauce. I went with the marinara. I have tried the truffle sauce. Is it good? Yes. I can't imagine anything Tommy making not being good, though. Everything's good. I've had uh, dinner there twice and lunch there twice, and I owe Bill a, a lunch or a dinner or something, and that's why I want to take you, Bill. Um, Prelude in Methuen, Mass., Tommy Grello's place, and uh, try his stuff. But uh, everything is good. I went by after I went to your little party Wednesday night. Mm. So because we were in Haverhill, um, I end up on 97 for some reason. Because you're coming home to Be- Salem. No, because I have no GPS in my rent-a-car, and it took me forever to get there. I for- See, my first God. time David's ever been late, and not, not just a couple minutes late, Chuck. He was like 45 minutes late. Oh, no wow. GPS. Come sneaking in the back I like I'm not going to notice him. I'm in the middle of a seminar, and I stop everything and go, why are you late? <laughs> like, I just totally lost track of what I was doing. I just noticed Dave G walks in, and I'm like, what? You've never been late a day in your life. What's going on? Oh, my God. And I didn't realize I didn't have GPS until I got in the car with, with the address, and I looked at the, at the dashboard, and I go, no GPS. You have an iPhone. Use your iPhone. I did. I ended up pulling over. I said, okay, let me get the Havel. I get the Havel, and I put it, and I'm looking at that, and it's taking me some other place, and I end up at the back end of the street on a one-way street, and oh. i got to go all the way around. I'm like, oh, what a nightmare, because it doesn't. it's not telling you take this road. It's right. just showing you on the map. I was expecting him to tell me that he was a ghost and he was really dead and he still was there. Oh, my God. That would have been an acceptable reason to be late. No so, GPS. Sorry, no GPS. What am I going to do? And I'm never late. Is right. So it, it drove me crazy and the stress level was out of control while I was in the car you were yelling red-faced. at myself. You were red-faced. Oh, my God. It was bad. So anyway, I'm driving home. I take that 97 and there he is. There's Prelude. And I said... You know what? I can't just drive by. I got to stop and have a drink or something sure. and say it was like nine o'clock at night. I pull in, not one parking spot. The place was packed. That's awesome. So I'm like, beautiful. I ended up just going home, and when I see him, I'll say, I came by. Last person you need. It's a small restaurant. There's only 12 tables in there. Yeah. So uh, last thing they needed is another person to, to go in there. And, and the eat. tables are not smushed together. You got plenty of space to sit and eat. Yeah. Big high top chairs at the nice at looking the bar. place, and, and and it's probably a lot of fun at nighttime at the bar, which I. Would have liked to see, but uh, I, I said, let, let me not bother him. He's he's packed right now, and uh, I, I'm going to try to stay away on Friday and Saturday. He'd be busy, but I figured Wednesday night he's going to be dead, and the perfect time to go in there and uh, buy a couple drinks or something. But next time, next time, there's always next time. Always next time. You know, uh, we got to figure out what to do Black Friday. Uh, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Last year, we did a big event with Drew Estates. We're going to do it again this year. Uh, Jonathan Drew's coming up along with Steve Saka, and we're going to do this event at all three Two Guys Smoke Shops. Did you tell them it's the day before so they'll be there on time? No, they'll be there on time. Okay. And we're giving away these 70-inch TVs at each store. That'll be the day that the TVs get given away. Oh, that's a TV? I thought that was a billboard. Right. Is that a TV? It's a TV. Wow. So that is the day we're giving them out, but it's also usually the day that I give to charity that day. Um, we save the empty cigar boxes, and we sell them for a dollar a piece uh, if anybody wants them. If a school comes in, we give them anything they want. It doesn't matter. You know, maybe the, we're the ones we're going to give to anyway, so take sure. it. But for somebody to come in, and if they're doing them on eBay or whatever, they're selling them or whatever they're doing, a buck a box. Typically, we get about 5,000 empty boxes a year. 
and we give the money to charity, and that's the day we usually do it. Last year, we did a tug-of-war in Salem, New Hampshire, with the Salem Police Department and Fire Department, and it was for a 60-40 split. The winning team would get the 60%, which was 3000 and 2000 to the other, and it was the... I believe it was the police department won. They did. Uh, 3,000 and 2,000 went to the fire department, and that's how we did it. And I, you know I don't want to do the same thing ever twice. So we've got to come up with some idea of how to give away $5,000 to some charity. It's not easy. On Thanksgiving. I mean, the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. We can, we can hold it out to another time anyway before the end of the year, but uh, that's usually the time we want to do it. But looking forward to next week, next week's show, shut your mouth. Next week's show, <laughs> which we're taping Monday. Oh, you're saying it now because I know you're gonna you're ready to say it anyway. Uh, next week's show is the contenders for the cigar of the year. Really, the first the first of the contenders because there's so many cigars. We made the mistake last year of smoking all seven cigars right. in one show, and, uh, and we, uh, we, were, we were hurting for certain. So we'll we'll Chuck, end up doing it. Chuck was green by cigar number three, but you were a complete rookie then. I think you'd be able to hang at least to five now. We'll still have the bucket ready, but yeah. So it is seven cigars this year. They are the contenders, and we will announce what they are. We'll announce some of them next week, and we'll announce the other half the following week. So it'll be two weeks in a row. These, this is what we choose to be the best cigars of 2011. And typically, they are newer cigars that came out, and um, they are cigars that are readily available. So something like a small batch would not be in there because it is not going to continue. It's a small batch product. So these are not small batch products. These are brands that uh, look like they're going to continue. They were available to us. It wasn't like uh, they sent a couple of boxes and you wait a long time. If unavailability is part of it, it it's it the exact work. opposite model of Cigar Aficionado. It really is. I mean, Cigar Aficionado last year uh, picked a Cuban cigar that was at very impossible to find and get. They picked a second cigar that came out once uh, a year before and never came out again. Uh, and this is what they continue to do. You know, the new issue of Cigar Aficionado came out this week. I didn't even bring it with me. Uh, I was disgusted by it. Uh, again, I want to say to Cigar Aficionado, first, thank you, because they're a big part of our success, and everybody in the cigar business is Cigar Aficionado. When they came out 20 years ago, uh, it really brought a lot of attention to premium cigars. Is it time already? It is time. Oh, my God. But... Uh, this issue is uh, d d disgusting with all the, the, the praise on uh, Cuba, Fidel Castro's communist Cuba, and uh, it's disgusting and uh, just uh, not happy with the issue at all. So I'm going to, uh, the best thing to say is nothing at all. So anyway. That was a big mouthful for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't want to say it, and I, I, I pull the issues off the shelf. I didn't even they, they're going in the barrel. I'm not happy with them. And uh, listen, you got you got uh, small manufacturers out there trying to make a go of it, and, and you're, you're you're praising uh, all the Cuban stuff and uh, you know how to get in. Uh, there's an embargo in this country. It's against the law, and it's not. Hey. I, another whole show can do a whole show on uh, my problem with with that and uh, why I'm not part of it anyway. But geez, uh, fast show, fast show. 
Uh, I like the cigar. I urge you to give it a try. At least buy a single of it. Name that cigar. If you like it, buy a box. And uh, let me tell you, you can have a cigar named after you. And there's not many people that have pulled that off over all the years. So give it a shot. Uh, in the meantime, uh, catch us next week for the contenders for the cigar of the year. 11-11-11. Uh, we'll tell you how we survived that. And uh, turkey bowling and everything else coming up. So uh, that's it. That's the end of the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.